The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's sex out loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Coming up tonight on the program, our LGBTQ2 plus panel. We're going to talk about uh, Trump. There he goes again, allowing healthcare professionals to discriminate against the LGBTQ community. Uh, we're going to talk about an update, a new study on HIV treatment and how it seems to might sp- might spell the end to the AIDS pandemic. And homophobes, who are they likely to be? Plus, how does the community feel about the new LGBT? Looney. All that and more coming up after 10.15 with our fabulous uh, panelists, which includes Montreal's, just named an hour ago, uh, Montreal's number one drag queen. Uh, So that's going to be very exciting. But first... Let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. All right, you can also email me your questions anytime during the week to laurie at drlaurie.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com. Got this text in. I got it late Friday, like right before the show ended, so I couldn't get to it. So I hope you're listening right now. Uh, I am a socially awkward guy. I want to get into a relationship so I can have someone to go to when I am going through the hard times and also talk about the troubles of my past. I'm an 18-year-old male. Do you have any tips and advice to help me be able to get into a relationship? Okay, let's take pick this apart a little bit. So you say you want to get into a relationship so you can have someone to go to to talk about the hard times or uh, someone to talk about the troubles of your past. That isn't the best reason to find uh, a partner. Um, You want to deal with your troubles and your issues and your hard times with a professional. Because if that's what you think a partnership is, uh, and more that than anything else, then you might exhaust whoever you're going to be with. So when you have issues it's best to talk them out with an objective uh, professional and try and get into a place for you where you feel good about yourself, where you feel happy because it's not someone else that's going to make you happy. It's you be happy, meet somebody else who's happy or well-adjusted or whatever you want to call it uh, so that you share together and you go on this journey Together, I'm not saying that, of course, when you're going through hard times in a committed relationship, you get the support from your partner and it's nice to have somebody there uh, that has your back and where you can exchange this. I'm just worried that you're going into a relationship thinking that that's what a relationship is all about or that's the purpose that it serves. It's one one thing that, of course, in long-term relationships – that it's it's helpful to have somebody around. But it shouldn't be the driving force to get you into a relationship. That's like looking for a therapist. And uh, that's not all that healthy. So I, I would like you to think about maybe seeing a therapist. 
And you talk about being socially awkward. So maybe learning or getting some coaching when it comes to dating, how to approach people, um, what are the social norms and conventions that you might need to learn, for example, how to behave in such a way as to not push people away or creep them out or whatever it is, so that you learn those skills. Like those are skills that can be learned. Conversational skills, social skills, these things can definitely be learned. But you need to work with someone who will help you do this, whether it's a coach, like a dating coach. You can reach out to uh, the coach that's been on our show for many years, Frank Kermit. You can go to franktalks.com. He may be able to help you. Uh, Or if the issues are deeper than that, well, he'll be able to tell. But if the issues are deeper than that, then seek help first from uh, a therapist. If anybody, by the way, has any uh, thoughts or comments to add to any of the questions that come through, you're, of course, always welcome to add your two cents. All right, this by email. My girlfriend and I have different libidos. We get this quite a bit. Uh, My girlfriend is fine having little to no sex, maybe once every two weeks, when I prefer sex four to five times a week. She doesn't always reciprocate sexual uh, massages or dirty talk either, and it makes me feel undesired and craving sex more. I've resulted to using my hand now, which really sucks. All right. It's very common for two people to have different libidos, especially in long-term relationships. And this is a kind of question we get all the time, actually. I must have said this same thing multiple times. Um, So it's not about her not wanting you or finding you attractive, which is what you're interpreting this as or the rejection as, but it's rather about her not having much spontaneous desire for sex. So when we talk about frequency in a relationship, frequency is something that can be negotiated, which requires you both to communicate about uh, sex. Masturbation in between those sex sessions is perfectly uh, a perfectly acceptable way to deal with your horniness. Your partner is not the one responsible for your erections. And if you pressure her, so every time you're horny, you pressure her, Or every time you get an erection, you pressure her, it might actually make her resent you, and this will turn her off to sex with you. So remember that. Uh, And as for the dirty talk, maybe she's just not as comfortable as you are with it. But um, I don't think it's an indication that she doesn't desire you or find you um, attractive. So if you want... um, If you want a better understanding of sexual desire in women and and how it tends to work in women, I did do a couple of TED Talks, TEDx Talks, uh, on that subject. And you can either look uh, look me up on YouTube or you can go to my website at uh, drlaurie.com and you can see them there. And it might give you a better understanding a little bit of what's going on uh, in the minds of of women when it comes to sex, especially women in long-term relationships. A couple of texts that Dr. Lori is right. If you have issues from the past or present, you should be speaking to a psychologist. And it will make you a better um, partner. Uh, another texter writes, I'm sorry, but it seems one-sided. This is related to the socially awkward guy. Um, 
I'm sorry, but it seems one-sided and selfish to go into a relationship just for your own benefit. That is a perk and should be a two-way street. I would suggest he talk to a professional or meet a new friend by going to an organized outing such as a meetup.com. They have great activities and it isn't really unnerving because a lot of people go alone. I can be socially awkward at times, but it depends on the venue. If you join a group of people that want to do the same thing as you, the pieces usually fall in line. Thank you for that. That is a wonderful, wonderful suggestion. I also know that the dating app Bumble has an, uh, a section for friends that you can meet up uh, f- uh, with friends. Not Like nobody you want to date, but just creating a, 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 a social network. They also have a business aspect to that. So um, something that you can do. Uh, another text says, your partner should not be your crutch. Uh, that's right, should not be a crutch. Uh, coming up, our LGBTQ panel, we're going to talk about Trump discriminating or allowing uh, health professionals uh, to discriminate against the LGBT community, which is just uh, rolled my eyes and was like, oh, God, no, 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 no. Uh, we'll also talk about the new loony, the LGBT uh, coin, uh, the loony. Some people are up in arms about it. I'm not quite sure why, but we'll find out from our panelists. We strip away the stigmas every night with passion on CJAD 800. Do you want to find out what the life of a drag queen is like? Oh, we're going to tell you tonight because we just happen to have Montreal's number one drag queen. She is, yeah, and this was just announced tonight. So I'm so excited. Uma God. Uma God. Yes. Hi, Uma. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, we also have our regulars. We have Jean Silbriere, Executive Director of AIDS Community Care Montreal, and Charles Lowe, a.k.a. Dolly Blonde, who is a performer, musician, songwriter for our LGBTQ panel. So happy to have you all here. Good evening. Happy to be here. So we're going to talk some serious stuff, some fun stuff, but I just want to uh, put people a bit in, in, in the context of I met Uma... During the Pride Parade last, when I, year. last year when I was walking with AIDS Community Care Montreal. I have a picture of her. If you want to go look, you'll have to scroll through my Instagram photos. But it's clearly there because, Uma, you were like people could not miss you. I mean – that's that's generally the idea. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of people like, in the in the parade, but I'm the one that matters. <laughs> yes, well, clearly everybody stopped to take pictures of you. Everybody and with you was like, "Whoa, this person is incredible." Uh, so you could look through and and you'll see. Actually, we just we posted a picture. I posted a picture on the Dr. Lori Facebook page that you can uh, can see our two famous guests that are here. Sorry, Jean Cil, you're not so That's famous. Fine, <laughs> I'll take care. Dolly next Blonde. To them. The two performers are here. You could just be the director of you know. <laughs> I'll book them. Manager by extension, extension, extension. That's right. Thank you. So, what did you think about? Trump, you obviously read, you saw the headline, right? Trump admin issues rule that gives healthcare workers the right to discriminate against LBG, LGBTQ people. Like literally the, the, the Department of Health and Human Services, 
announced a rule that would allow healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, emergency personnel, hospice workers to discriminate if they cite their religious beliefs as justification. Well, after my eye roll, the first thing I thought, this is a question. <laughs> big of, eye roll. Big eye roll, right? I couldn't see my eyes anymore afterwards. It was a question of life or death. Because if you imagine someone coming into an emergency room and suddenly they're not being treated because of what you perceive as their sexual orientation, their gender, whatnot, it just makes no sense to me. And I think it goes against their code of ethics as mm. folks that have to help individuals in need in uh, situations of crisis. But, but people would be up in arms if they if if somebody said, uh, you, I, "I'm not going to treat you because you're Jewish or you're a Muslim, yeah. or I'm not going to treat you because you're black." Like that would never go. There was a time when it did go. I know, I know, but this is why. Like, I keep thinking, how far back do we have to go? Because that wasn't when America was great. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is the the sen- just the sense that I get. And it wasn't even too long ago that there were signs in Montreal you were mentioning earlier where they said, "What was it? No dogs. Oh, no, no dogs, no Jews. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even that long ago here in our forget own about LGBTQ. Like that yeah. didn't exist apparently. And right. If I- not mistaken, last month when we had a discussion on this similar topic, um, we had brought out discussions around the fact that some people were not accepting service from nurses that were uh, black. Mm-hmm. And just to think that you don't want your child to be helped because the nurse is black is just unbelievable to me. Right. Or those that didn't, there was a, wasn't there a politician that refused to be served by, or, or di- didn't refuse, but had said, had she not been in the, an emergency situation, would have refused care from a woman wearing a hijab, a doctor yeah. wearing a hijab. Here in Quebec. In Quebec. Well, the thing that I don't understand is that the whole idea is that uh, God is supposed to be the one that's doing the judging. It, the whole the whole thing that we learned, I went to Catholic school, I did my confirmation, the whole thing, and they said, it's not our job to judge. So wh- where are you supposed to be sitting there and saying, I'm going to decide not to help you, even though that's my job? It's right. supposed to be left in his hands. Right. The the judgment will come there, not yeah. not by humans, not by other humans. Yeah, and that's the whole thing of the Good Samaritan. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to not care about the person on the other side. We're supposed to help them no matter what. Give of ourselves so that someone else can be better. That's the whole idea. Yeah, that Uma, is. Oh, my God is here. Oh, my God. You <laughs> and got in it. force. <laughs> Yeah, pretty scary. Uh, as someone says, before you discriminate anyone, you should take a good look in the mirror. Yeah, people don't don't often do that, unfortunately, take that, that good look in the mirror. But, you know, that brings me to another uh, story that I found, which I thought you'd like and you'd appreciate. New, the, this is the headline. New studies show people who hate gays are generally... Less intelligent. <laughs> Did you know that? We've been uh, new. <laughs> this was an, uh, a survey done, like quite a large survey, like almost 12,000 people, uh, done by the University of Queensland in Australia, and they found a link between the acknowledgement of homopho- homophobia by participants and lower intelligence or cognizance levels. So I, I thought that was uh, really interesting. And it was simple by asking a simple question, like their opinion on homosexual couples should have the same rights as heterosexual couples. And then they were they would tell if they agreed or not, and or whatever else it was. And then they analyzed this data and revealed that the people who disagreed with the statement had poor performance in intelligence tests that they uh, that they gave them uh, than the people who agreed. So and and even after controlling for everything such as education and all of that, it came down to 
You're a dumbass if you're homophobic. (laughs) It makes me think of one, and I think I think it might even be like the next step of this is I don't I can't quote it. Okay, so don't get mad. But there was a study that was done that said that people who are like ultra homophobic, there was a correlation between them and like latent homosexuality. And I I was it's one of those like, well, if you hate gays, you're probably gay. And I was like, oh, well, then. (laughs) Yeah, we bring that one up. A we, few do, times. we do, we do, because there was a study, times. wasn't there? there? Was, yeah. I think oh. we had quoted for me. A study it's like on if, that. if you're home, like you do not get to enjoy anything that queer people create if you are homophobic. If you if you're homophobic and you like Will and Grace, no, you get Mike and Molly. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> you do not get any of our content at all. Forget about watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Elton then. John, we give you Billy Joel. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's uh, that's quite true. That's kind of the same argument. Whenever we talk about that kind of thing, it always brings me back, like racism. You know, people who are anti-Semitic, for example, then then we can say the same thing. Just stop using all the things that Jews invented, like antibiotics. Like, you know, there's a whole it's list of things, right? It's selective hearing. It's selective seeing. It's... I love challah bread. <laughs> challah. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's very selective, and it doesn't ever look at the bigger uh, picture. I like this texture. Right? So I have to agree with not intelligent. You can add narrow minded. Another text writes, what bothers me is that we have people who are bothered by other people's sexuality and focus on it as if it is a topic that means the center of their world instead of more important issues like what are we doing to our planet? We will all die and take other innocent species with us in our stupidity and laziness. Yeah, worry about bigger issues than what people are doing in their bedrooms the giraffes are dying out and i'm so upset about it and i talked about it before we came on air and nobody's Let's talking about, about the gay giraffes, giraffes either the gay oh we're gonna talk about gay penguins later <gasps> they, yes! I, i'm gonna tell you about a whole everybody lit up yeah that's right there's a whole gang of penguins in one particular zoo and the majority are yeah. gay yeah. we're gonna talk they were at the about bar that. last week they were very nice very well dressed so, so that's fun too Oh, but you know, yeah, all of this, uh, it's true. Why aren't people focusing on other things? It's like getting on this, uh, the bandwagon of hate for, for what, who are the, who's bothering you? And who will this benefit at the end of the day? Right? Like, yeah. No one. Right. And it's like, and again, if we even think to HIV, if we think about all of that, HIV is more prevalent in the straight community. Like it got you know, yeah. like depending you, on the region that you look exactly. at. Exactly. Um, for instance, in the prairies in Saskatchewan, it's indigenous and straight couples that have the most prevalence of HIV. Whereas in metropolitan areas, it's more uh, men who have sex with men, so mm-hmm. gay, bisexual, MSM. Um, but recently, there's a study that came out, and I think you were going to reference it a bit later. But it's the partner study, and it's the second iteration of it, and it just goes to show that couples that are in zero discordant relationships, so one person living with HIV, one not living with HIV, HIV, dating each other. If the HIV positive person is undetectable, what does that mean? It means that the amount of virus in their bloodstream is low to a specific level that is established by doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is low, there's no transmission. So HIV is not transmitted as long as the person continues to take their meds their as directed. Right. So that's the whole U equals U movement. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Oh, now I know what sign I was holding yes, up during the pride parade. What does this sign mean? So U equals U. Yes. So this new iteration of the partner study just confirms everything that we've been talking about. So doctors are basically telling judges and lawyers to say, stop criminalizing 
HIV non-disclosure because they're not transmitting it mm-hmm. as long as they're taking their meds right. and they're following their doctors. So the and which meds are we talking about? Is this so, the PrEP or the... So highly uh, active antiretrovirals. Mm-hmm. So it's different mixtures of medications, whether they're tritherapy, bitherapy. Um, PrEP is something that individuals can take if they're dating someone that's HIV positive, and even if not, even if they're deciding to be sexually promiscuous, um, sleeping around, go for it, mm-hmm. live your sexuality. PrEP, when I explain to people, is similar to the uh, birth control pill. Mm-hmm. So you take it every day, and it prevents you from catching HIV. Okay. Prep. Not not everything else, just no, HIV. No, no, right. no. Let's S- be clear. The other STIs right, you like, can still catch. Uh, yes, exactly. So uh, safe sex all the way, people. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, This is our LGBTQ panel. We have Jean Silbriere, Executive Director of AIDS Community Care Montreal, Uma Gad, who is, was just named uh, Montreal's number one drag queen and uh, performer Charles Lowe in studio coming up. I want to talk about the uh, the new LGBT coin. I thought it was a great idea. I, I don't know why some people seem not to like it. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I can't wait to get one in my hands. Uh, so we'll talk about that. How do you feel about that? How does the LGBT community feel about that? That's next. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJAD 800. So the Royal Canadian Mint released a new $1 coin and a new $10 coin. The $10 coin is, is has color in it and then not, not the $1 coin. And it commemorates the 50th anniversary of the decriminalization of homosexuality in Canada. So just to put you on the same page, same-sex sexual activity between consenting adults uh, was decriminalized in 1969, two years after then-Justice Minister Pierre Trudeau introduced amendments to the criminal code. What did he say? There's no No place place. for the state in the bedrooms of the the nation. Uh, Yes, and uh, tonight I think it's a great time to talk about it, our LGBTQ2 plus panel. We have Jean Silbriere, Executive Director of AIDS Community Care Montreal. We have Charles Lowe, who is uh, also known as Dolly Blonde, who performs as a musician, a songwriter, and special guest, Montreal's number one drag queen, not said by me, but by Cult MTL. Uh, so on the best of Montreal list, just put out today, number one drag queen in Montreal is Uma God. So I love the name. Thank you. <laughs> so I didn't get it at first. And then I said it. I said it like I saw it written. I said, oh, I didn't make anything of it. And then I said it out loud. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I walk into a room and everyone goes, oh, my God. So I figured it's my name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the reaction when you're when when you're dressed up in in your clothing, in your very, very extravagant clothing. That's exactly the reaction. Everybody says, oh, my God. (laughs) That was my reaction. And I didn't even know your name when I saw you at the uh, at the parade. All right. So how do you feel about the coin? Any um, any thoughts on this? Do you care? Um, well, the, the, not complaints, but comments that I've definitely heard about it is that one, it's celebrating something that is not necessarily done by queer people and it's done by straights is sort of like, okay, we'll accept this, we'll tolerate this. And it's just sort of a, a statement made by straight people and it's not exactly a queer 
moment, but something that heterosexual people have sort of put placed upon themselves of placing upon homosexual people or Mm -hmm. queer people. Another thing is that uh, while it's claiming itself to be an LGBTQIA plus coin, it's definitely focused more on the men who have sex with men, gay men side of Canadian history rather than transgender people, rather than queer people, two-spirit, indigenous and also for it to say that it's to commemorate the decriminalization or partial decriminalization of uh, gay sex, um, it, it sort of paints this sort of happy, pretty picture of gay history in Canada afterwards. I mean, in the 80s and 70s, you had things like Operation Soap, which is a huge uh, raids of uh, bathhouses in Toronto and gay establishments by Toronto police without cause, without reason. It was just it's Mm -hmm. it's just painting a picture that's not necessarily the true Canadian queer history. And history shows us that in the 70s and 80s, right after this whole statement, there was even more criminalization of homosexuality. So there were being even more raids. People were getting arrested more, more and punishment, more. Right. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of activists are pressing on the word partial, right? Because it was only consenting males over the age of 21. What right. happens to people that are under 21? What happens to the other folks within our community or broader communities? Right. Um, to be more specific. And a lot of activists I've talked to on this topic. For me, I'm of the opinion of... Um, this is not going to be very popular, but Randy Boissonneau, who's um, Justin Trudeau's LGBT advisor, mm-hmm. I'm representative of the government, and he said, I get it, I get what people are saying, but we're starting discussion around it. We're talking about how there was more At conversation least. in the 70s, 80s. Right. I'm of the similar train of thought. Like, there's no way we're going to have an ideal, but the fact that we have something that's visual and representing something that did occur, and it, it was the first small step in many strides. We're still not done. There's still the blood ban that's in store uh, for MSM men here in Canada. There's still the criminalization of HIV non-disclosure. There's so many things going on. Right, still, right. But, like, but for the general, okay, for the general population, they're going to get this in their purse, whatever. They they get a uh, this a new coin. It says this new coin. It says equality on it and whatever. They may not know the history. They may not even know what it commemorates. Yeah, but that's true. exactly it. So like like Dolly was saying, I think that for the coin to mean anything, it has to go beyond a pat on the back for the straight people that decided we weren't criminals. And it has to actually be like, I see the coin. What's this about? I'm going to ask a queer person. Mm. We're going to figure this out. So that that way, it's not just like, hooray, we're not terrible people. It's like, no, we're still doing this. It Mm -hmm. has to be a symbol of work, not uh, work coming, not work done. Well, hopefully it will... um maybe get people interested in like you said looking looking into it a little bit or get people talking a little bit so listen this is a process of change is painfully slow <laughs> and heritage canada just uh funded a f- couple new videos on the different strides that the lgbtq community in canada have accomplished are we going to um, have our own Dr. Penfield commercial? So, yes. <gasps> There's one that was already released last summer that people don't remember, but there okay. are more that are coming up. And it was in a meeting. Um, Randy did a consultation with English-speaking orgs, and ACCM was invited. Okay. So we talked about the different vignettes that we would like to see. It's like those Canada Post ones. It's oh, Laura Sikora Okay. So they're oh LGBT goodness. ones. So, like, I agree that we should also aim towards what we're still working on. But I'm, I'm of this, like, mixed feeling of, like, let's acknowledge some of the things that we've done in the past that mm-hmm. still need to show that, hey, we've we've done a few things, yeah. right? And, we've, and, we're and not there's done. more. We're not, of course, we're yeah. not done. It's a work in progress. But there are more and more organizations, more advocates, more people talking about it. 
yeah. and, and getting yeah. the I think message it out there. puts a lot into perspective and in that we take for granted the things that have occurred in our, in our country when people are migrating and immigrating and seeking refugee status in places where they can't even acknowledge any of their facets of their right. identity. I want you to, to respond to this text. I have nothing against gays. I just don't like it when they make an identity out of it and bring it nonstop. You see, this is the reaction you're going to get from a lot of people, right? This is what we hear often. Like, yes, <laughs> tie my hair back for this one. <laughs> um, it it is an identity. I mean, it's it's as much as an identity as you. Uh, I'm trying not to be like clap back here, but like, is it's as much an identity as it is you going to Casual Spa to watch a Habs game? You know, like, like Linda. If I have to hear about your scrapbooking club, <laughs> you can listen to me talk about Drag Race. Oh my god! Just called me- up my mother. <laughs> Uh, But I think, look, you know, it's very much like, why do we need a gay pride parade? I'm I'm sure we get this, right? It's like, why do we need to to say it out loud? It's like, you want to be gay? Good. Just be quiet about it. I think that's the message. Just be quiet about it. Yeah. We'll we'll be quiet about it when we're not, like, in fear of walking down the street holding our partner's hand and saying, oh, yeah, a physical assault can happen right now. There's still very much real-life violent situations, verbal, physical, institutional-level violence that happens against queer people, that happens against queer people of color, that happens against queer immigrants to this day. And until we can live in this happy, jolly, Simpsons-esque world where, like, everything's perfect, like, then, sure. But until Mm -hmm. then, it's, it's pride because we need it. That's right. It's It's there because we need it. And I think that's really important. It's needed. Being outspoken, being an advocate, talking about it's needed. And people always forget the statistics around youth suicide ideation that are within our communities, whether it's trans youth, queer youth, if it's like 70, 60, so 70% think about it, 60% act upon. It's so high and we're talking about children's lives. So if this is an inconvenience for you to talk about different realities and identities, think of the lives that we're actually affecting and helping. Because, I mean, like, as I'm a preschool teacher during the day, and, I mean, all I can think about is that me being loud about who I am, taking up space, means that there's a little bit more space for some queer little kid to move around and be themselves. They get to stand in my space where, where I've taken up all this room and they get to be free to be themselves. And that's why it's important. It's like uh, the old Marlo Thomas, Free to Be You and Me. It was a song I grew up with, which I thought was uh, fabulous. Uh, coming up, your text. And we'll also talk about um, LGBTQ tolerance is growing among older generations, which is a great thing. And we'll also get to some of your questions and comments. This is Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Well, we've been answering questions as to why we need to talk out loud, why we need to make an issue, and why there needs to be an identity for the LGBTQ community. 
um, which makes perfect sense to me. Uh, so we want to talk to you about it, and we've got some comments. Uh, our LGBTQ panel are in studio. Jean Silbrier, Executive Director of AIDS Community Care Montreal. Uma God, who was just named number one drag queen of Montreal. And Charles Lowe, also known as Dolly Blonde, who is a performer, musician, songwriter. So through Facebook, I just got this. Uh, Dr. Lori just read In the Closet of the Vatican. According to the author, 80% of the cardinals and bishops are not only homophobic, they're also practicing homosexuals. Gives credence to the quote, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. <laughs> I mean, people can be queer and religious. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And also, it doesn't mean, and you can be celibate too, even yes, if you're also. gay. So it doesn't matter yeah. if you're gay, you could be celibate. If you're straight, you're celibate. It's yep. a choice that you're making to be part of the priesthood or whatever exactly. it is to be mm-hmm. celibate. So does it matter what your orientation is No. in the end? It only becomes a problem when you're using your power to abuse. That is true. And whether you're straight or gay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, uh, let's see, on the coin, I think putting us on currency is a great idea. We get in people's minds and they will educate themselves. We are here to stay. This texture writes. I like that. Work. Yeah, Hello. We like that. Um, wanted to ask the panel about their thoughts on the phenomenon of Queer Eye and the Fab Five. Well, um, if they need a fifth, I am available all the time. I only go to school. It's not that important. Um, a sixth? They're already five? I'm a music right. student, not a mathematician. Guys, really. <laughs> what do you think about it all? I Uma? Mean- the the when the first series came out i was really embarrassed by it because i had a lot of like self-loathing going on and i just hated seeing feminine guys on tv because that's who i was and i hated it and uh now though it is a dream come true to watch these people be themselves and help other people be themselves and i want one whole season of just queer people just you know just us (laughs) <laughs> I when I was younger I loved the original season I still remember expressions judging your your, your shirts mm-hmm. and things like that um, I like the diversity within this season um, or this iteration of the show uh, you finally get to see people of color you get basically get to see people of different religious backgrounds as well sharing their experiences uh, religious and queer um, something that we just mentioned a few seconds ago so I enjoy it I love it yeah have you it. anybody seen uh, Bonding yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished binging it. It's a 15-minute episodes or oh, whatever, but so it ties in good. the uh, the BDSM and and the gay community together. Like the yes. right, the main one of the main characters is a, a young gay man. It's There's great. It's really great. It's a Netflix uh, original, so you can look at that. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. I've had a couple of, of friends who are sex workers have some critiques about it. I'm so sure. I, sure. It's one of those shows that we, we need to love it and then we need to research it so that we can yes. do even better next season. Right. But mm-hmm. that's a little bit like when when Fifty Shades of Grey came out. It was like the people who are in the actual oh, no, bondage community. But <laughs> oh, but yeah. the people in the in the community who actually practice had lots of critiquing, but mm-hmm. the regular population who wasn't exposed to any of this you know, just thought, okay, like this, it was just, it was, they couldn't identify. Right. So they just, it was just exposure uh, to it. A couple more texts. Uh, If you have abuse and discrimination in every race and religion, black, white, green, purple, being too overweight, being too underweight. So you are definitely part of society. You are a people as well. Here, here. Um, 
In, in reaction to that gay identity text, sexuality for anyone becomes an identity for any straight, gay, bi, etc. people. Just look at common ads we see plastered around. We see a lot of straight couples grasping each other in fashion ads. Why can't I see two men in underwear grabbing each other? Hear ye, Damn hear it. ye. <laughs> um, yeah. Just come walk up pride too. with us. <laughs> yeah, join, join for sure. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, besides a few narrow-minded people, most people comments I've seen are for the message the coins offer. So uh, check out online if you want to see what the coin, uh, the new uh, Canadian coin looks like. It's a, it's a loony. Uh, but their problem is with how ugly the design on it is. The rainbow is cool. The message is cool. Those faces are not. But that's why I'm not an art well, critic. Well, if you don't like it, every time you get the gay coin, give it to a gay person and then we will be $1 richer every time you think it's ugly. That's so cute. Uh, but that's... The first time I saw it, I, I saw the picture, I said, oh, is this an Egyptian thing? Um, I thought it was indigenous. Thing? You know, something. I wasn't sure what it was and I had to look closer. And I thought it was a clown in a rainbow wig. <laughs> yeah, it, it's unclear. Like, the when you see it without the color... It's really like, I, I don't know. I thought it was one of those goddesses, you know, those Egyptian yeah. goddesses mm. or whatever. Anyway, I wasn't quite sure what it was, but anyhow. Another texture writes, uh, and I don't understand why there's so much hate out there. Why can't we just accept each other and most and mostly ourselves? Hello, people. We are all human, remember? I think that's the main message uh, today. Uh, Dr. Laurie, who cares what Trump thinks? He is an anti-everything. Gay people could run the U.S. better than he can. <laughs> Buttigieg, check him out, the presidential candidate. Yeah, what's happening uh, with Peter? him? What do you know? Yes, Peter Buttigieg. Peter Buttigieg. 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 Yeah, it's Boot Edge Edge. Boot Edge. Boot Edge Edge. I've heard critiques in terms of his candidacy and that he's so he subscribes too much to like this heteronormative. He's married. He has kids. He doesn't push a, the boundaries. A palatable too gay much. person. Yes, for he's masses. very like digestible, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, everyone can like him. He's not too much. He won't wear. For sure. Right, he's not too much. He's not, yeah, right? he's not too I out there. I believe he's on the cover of Time Magazine, though, with his partner. Yes. And, oh, that's like, fun. Just seeing that, like, even though it's a palatable thing, and it's, even though it's like a it's a masked white gay couple, it's still sort of just groundbreaking to pick up Time Magazine and be like, oh, Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. And, and a candidate. Like, yeah. And just to end on a, an even more positive note, uh, you know the AARP, which is the American Association of Retired Persons, they surveyed close to 3,000 grandparents um, last year, and they wanted to get an idea about them and their, their grandchild's lives and, and whatever. And they asked them about uh, if their kids, or their grandchildren rather, uh, had come out to them, like what would be their reaction. Four out of five of those surveyed said that they would be accepting of a grandchild who is LGBTQ. Uh, in in response to the question, if my grandchild came out as LGBT, I would accept him or her regardless, 46% agreed, while 43 of those asked agreed strongly. So you have mm -hmm. like the vast majority. So that tells you a little bit where the community uh, is at even the older generations, which I love, right? I think it's great. Well, and a couple more texts. I'd like more lesbian soap operas like the L word. <laughs> <laughs> this is somebody else. What there's there's a Montreal one that's a web series. Uh, I forget the name of uh, it. Walking Closet? No, it's another one. Somebody will text it in. But I was going to say, uh, while we were having this discussion here, my grandmother sent me a text message to congratulate me on getting first place 
drag in oh, yay. so i mean like our grandparents they're always the first ones to know your grandmother is always the first one to know and hopefully cute? she's i've on heard that side. before too i've heard that before i don't know my my parents are in their in their 80s and they're totally accepting whoever is whoever you know whatever you are you are i was like, in my grandmother's not, pool doing know? the aerial hair flip and she's like mm, child of the cloth and then, <laughs> <laughs> i want this person writes i don't know if anybody has information on this i'm a nurse practitioner and a patient asked about the wrists with a chest binder can you provide provide some information. I don't know if anybody yeah. uh, um, can you? Basically, you don't want to be wearing a chest binder for more than a few hours at a time, ideally. Some people can wear them all day, but it's not great for you. Never sleep in it. Uh, don't go to the gym uh, in it because it's too much constriction while you're trying to breathe. Your muscles are trying to move around. Basically, take it off when you're sleeping. Take it off when you're relaxing. Wash it. And uh, don't think that it's necessary for us to think that you are who you are. All right. Wonderful way to end that. All right. Uh, Umagad, where can people find you next? Where are you performing next? Uh, well, I will be performing uh, for the RuPaul's Drag Race screenings at Cocktail every week. Yay! Um, I will also be part of a, the Wiggle Festival happening at Never Apart with Amanda Lepore. I am losing my mind. <laughs> and you can also check out uh, my monthly gigs at Cafe Cleopatra and at The Diving Bell. Wonderful. And a Dolly Blonde. Yes. Uh, I have a new single coming out. It's called Inside Out, relatively within the next month or two. Uh, I'm also performing alongside uh, a, a local here, Toronto Winter, on May 30th at the Wiggle Room for her Britney Spears show. I'll be performing a little duet uh, there, Wonderful. so you can catch me there. All right. And uh, you? I'll be performing <laughs> in the showers of ACCM. Uh, you can yeah, find not. me at accmontreal.org. There That's you go. Show. You can find me at drlaurie.com or on social media at drlauriebetito, D-R-L-E-U-R-I-E-B-E-T-I-T-O. Thank you, Brian Kalisar, wonderful, wonderful technical producer. Uh, coming up next, uh, you've got uh, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.